Hello there. From a galaxy far, far away, today we're taking you on a ride and a journey from hot takes to on Mustafar to the cold death of Hoth. I'm your host, Jabba, along with my co-host. And I'm Luke. Hello. Luke, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I am just happy to be here. I know I've been wanting to uh, record this with you for a hot minute. I know we've been playing in it for a while. Um, and I'm excited to just be here and just talk about it. The day has finally come. It almost feels like we're, finally come. we're in line to see episode six in the movie theater, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I wish I was there for that. What year did I come out? 19, what, 1977? <laughs> I don't know. I can check right now. Um, but yeah, I wish, I, I mean, I can't even, I don't even know if my 1983, but um, that was, that's a, that's, that was a hot minute ago. I mean, I can't even. I know the I Phantom Menace came out in like. 1999. I know it was a little bit that they waited. That, I know that was, the that hype, was and I can't, I can't imagine being in that theater like just getting a completely different vibe of star wars scene of um the phantom menace compared to uh like the last movie which was return of the jedi so it's quite a little bit of a difference there but i think i don't i don't know i don't remember i can't really remember what people were saying at the time but you know that's cool though it's cool to think about for um, sure for sure uh for the audience that doesn't know me and luke are uh, in the age group of our first Star Wars movie that we got to see in theaters was the first movie that uh, Disney created, actually. So that's what we got to experience. Um, no matter how you feel about Disney, it was still a it was still a nice experience to to be a part of that. Oh yeah, and well, technically, I saw the Phantom Menace in theaters because it got re released in 3D like later on, like in the early 2010s, maybe at before 2010. But I did get but, to like see the original Menace releases. Theater original releases yes that was our first our first one was uh the force awakens and we saw that together right we did yes we did and that was very cool i remember i remember watching that um that was that was a fun time because at the time it was really cool just to see a star wars movie in theaters um yeah it was cool to kind of all geek out and nerd out with everyone that you know just love star wars yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I personally, when the first movie came out, I really wasn't worried about like critics and kind of reviews and all that. I oh, kind of, I loved it. I, yeah. I think, I love, I think it, it checked off all of my boxes. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's definitely gotten a bad rep. Um, yeah. I think, but, uh, yeah. with I that being just, said, yes, you go ahead. With that being said, uh, out of all, what is it, nine movies that we have now? Uh, three, six, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, okay. well, we're counting Rogue One and uh, Solo. And then if you want to include the Clone Wars movie, so we got 12, technically. 12? Okay, so out of all 12, of those. 12 theater what's releases. Your, uh, what was your favorite movie out of those 12? Um, oof. So, like, my first, I, it's always been Revenge of the Sith. Like, that is number one, no matter what. But okay. I think I need to rewatch Rogue One. I feel like that is just, that hits different. That movie hits different sometimes. But I'm going to say Revenge of the Sith is number one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're, oof. 
see, I gotta go with what is it? You know, I'm gonna have to agree with you, 100. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I well, mean, the fight in up. that movie. Yeah. Ooh, runner up. What were you so hard on deciding? You know, I wasn't a fan of uh, Attack of the Clones. I really, really, wasn't. really. Uh, yeah, I just. I think you need to rewatch I, it. I have multiple times, and I just, you know, Recently? It, it's a good. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a good. Um, it it kind of prepares you for what's going to happen in the third movie, so I do appreciate it for that. But for strictly yeah. like storyline, entertainment, character development wise, like really, Attack of the Clones was truly lacking. Really, and, well, and because I'm gonna be honest with you, their their um their dialect was terrible. Okay, on that too. Okay. So. okay, okay. Um, I'm writing some notes down for something I can bring up later, but um. The novelization of Attack of the Clones was actually very good, and it dives into a lot more of scenes that we didn't get in the movie, and it kind of just explained a little bit more. Um, and we got a lot of our character interaction and a lot of things. And I remember reading that, and there was just a huge portion of the this book, the novelization, that was not in the movie, and a lot of fans and people didn't don't really see. So I wish they. I know they recorded a lot of scenes that weren't added into Attack of the Clones. Um, there's a lot of stuff with Anakin and Padme that never got the final cut. I don't know if you've seen any of that that um, footage um, where they meet Padme's parents and stuff. That's I don't know. Have you seen that at all? I have not. No. Okay. Yeah. So that was very cool. Like they saw her house and everything. Like I remember watching all of those uh, behind the scenes footage. And there was some other stuff I know throughout the movie that. It just added a little bit more context, and um, uh, I don't know about this if the script was any better, but um, yeah. So I think that's one thing that um, definitely Attack, Attack of the Clones lacks of lacks in. So yeah, you know, and I'm glad you brought up like the novels because I think the novels kind of came out after the movies, right? Like they, they, they coincided not too long after. Okay. You know, and I'm 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 truly glad that they came out with the novels because I do it thinks it does a really better job of explaining everything that the movie lacks in. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of glad that they they introduced those. Um. But while we're on the topic of novels, would you yeah. say that probably the Attack of the Clones is your favorite novel? Um, I was thinking about it, and that's definitely up there. But Revenge of the Sith novelization is up there. Um. But also, I loved. Um, let's see the Ahsoka book. That's probably number one. The Ahsoka book. I don't know if you knew that there was no there's a Ahsoka book, but that was, I didn't. But I have to read that now. <laughs> very good. I have it. A very very good, and it gives you context right after. So this is before we knew the Clone Wars season seven was happening. Like we had no idea. So um, Star Wars may had this author who wrote a lot of other Star Wars books. Very good. Uh, E.K. Johnson, I think. Don't quote me. I don't know, actually. It may be E.K. Johnson. She's written a lot of other Star Wars novelizations. And she we get, we get to see Ahsoka after she left the Order. And then how we see how she got her white lightsabers and everything. Um, and we saw a little bit of that during Tales of the Jedi. That like little shorts, those Clone Wars shorts. But they kind of changed a few things yeah, around. Yeah. And like the the villagers that were like there, like in the like 
during that episode like those were huge characters that like in this book and like really like meaningful characters that had a lot of like character development really made Ahsoka who she is later on in her life and it's really interesting um so I'm gonna say Ahsoka for number one um and I loved the um I never read Hair to the Empire but that's a whole other topic for like a whole other day um that's like one of the some of the greatest books of all time in my opinion um there's a Darth Plagueis book out there. Read that. Very good. I don't want to go too much into it because I'm going into uh, Legends territory now. But yeah. Man, you really sold that Ahsoka novel, though. I'll tell you what. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so good. I would reread that. I'll have to lend it to you. Yeah, I definitely have to definitely have to look at that one. I have to say my favorite probably... Have you read the Darth Maul one? I did. Was it... I read... Yes, I did read the Darth Maul one. That one was by far my favorite because it really, it dives, it it really dives deeper into the mindset of a Force user who is completely the opposite of a Jedi, who you know uses the dark side of the Force, but what it takes and what it does to their body and minds to truly be one with the dark side, and I think the movie doesn't really show it. I mean, it shows it with Palpatine, obviously, you know, because he's like disformed and all that. Um, I definitely think it really didn't make sense uh, with Dooku, because um, you see a lot of the the dark side force wielders. They're you know they have like they're disformed, mm-hmm. and you know Dooku of course wasn't. Um, but I also think that's just because Dooku was. Yep. I mean, a lot of people say he was just a dark Jedi. He wasn't fully engulfed in the dark side. I don't really believe that. Um, I don't think he would be able to use force lightning. Um, I. I I have a counter, um, but in Attack of the Clones, Dooku was really trying to help Obi-Wan when he captured Obi-Wan and was telling Obi-Wan about there was a dark dark force user or something that has corrupted the Republic and everything. And he told Obi-Wan all of that. And he wasn't telling that just, just for the heck of it. Like He was trying to warn Obi-Wan about what was coming. But Obi-Wan didn't listen because obviously... Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan saw him as a traitor to the Jedi. Yeah, but vice versa, though, it was, um, it's also, you know, he was following the rule of two. Of course, Dooku wanted to defeat Palpatine, and he wasn't going to do that by himself. You know, so he had to pick up an apprentice. Yeah. Obviously, yes, I know Ventress, um, and we all know what happened to Ventress if you watch the Clone Wars, but he, yeah. I, I personally think well, he was trying to get, you know, Obi-Wan to to help him defeat it because just following the rule of two i don't really think he had good intentions yeah Yeah. and he was very shocked in revenge of the sith when Palpatine told him just to kill him he didn't think that was going to happen he thought that they were an unstoppable force yeah it didn't go as planned yeah yeah, so Mm -hmm. well i don't think i don't Um, think he was supposed to lose that fight (laughs) it wasn't i don't i don't think so either um but yeah there are some this is so this is in legends um and there's a reason why it's not canon because some jedi can use um force lightning it's not called force lightning it's force called justice i think it's called like electric electric judgment that's what it's called oh yeah yeah, yeah. electric judgment. And, yeah well, uh who was the uh Pokun? he was the one that could use it Pokun, yeah yes yes um that might be canon actually which I don't think so because they didn't really explain it. Um, 
they never really explained it. It's never mentioned in canon. Okay. Um, as far as I know, he never used it in Clone Wars or anything. Um, so like, but the, the Force Lightning is definitely a thing that not all Force users can use. Like Maul never used Force Lightning. Um, well, obviously Vader couldn't because um, his uh robotic limbs, but his suit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and his suit just, was I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's why I just think that some of these. Wait, I kind of forgot what we were just talking about. I mean, what what was? How do we get onto Darth Maul Force Lightning? That's kind of like. <laughs> you know, it is Let's it is a here. good point that you brought up that I don't think a lot of people realized. We really never saw Darth Maul use the Force, did we? He used, he didn't use the Force that much. Um, I know. He used the Force a lot in between uh, Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars, uh, just trying to stay alive. Yeah, I mean, he, he tapped into his rage and anger to stay alive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I just think that that might be. Um, something that why he's never using he's just Force push and stuff like that, but that's about it, you know. Yeah, so what would you say is your favorite Force ability that any canon person has? Ooh, Force ability? Um, I don't know. Um, I love, like, when a good Force trick works, like a Bet Jedi Mind trick okay. works. Um, These aren't the George you're looking for? That's always awesome. Yeah, like, whenever that works well, it's, like, so satisfying just to, like... Um, like whether you're in playing Jedi Survivor or Fallen Order or something, and you use a mind trick, or like, um, when Obi Wan uses it all the time, I think it's like it's really satisfying. Like, yes, like using the Force, like that's awesome, and to get out of such a certain situations. But I love a good Force push. That's just my I'm the number one Force push. That's okay. just so awesome. Mine, I mean, yeah. you only really seen it one. Well, you actually you've only seen it one time. Um, I believe it was in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars, but I could be mistaken. Uh, Force dash. Yeah. Force dash. Yeah. Yes. It was in was... Phantom Menace. Uh, it wasn't Phantom Menace. I don't know. Was it in the Clone Wars? Um. Uh, let's see. Um. I don't think so. Um. I don't think so. I think they used it in Phantom Menace, and then, like, that's kind yeah, of that it. Yeah, that was really it. I mean, they don't really use it that much. And, you know, for those of you that yeah, are listening that really don't not... know, you know, Forest Dash is obviously just using the Force in order to sprint um, super fast in simple terms. Now, why didn't a lot of Jedis use it? Um, it was said to drain you so much, like you just ran a marathon, and obviously... You don't yeah. just want to run a marathon when you have to fight battle droids at that time, or you know, it, it was just pointless mm-hmm. to use. Um, it was cool to see. It was cool to know that they had the ability to do that. Um, which yeah. I personally love. I hate the idea of force healing that Disney brought in. I don't. I don't like it. Oh. I don't. I don't agree with it. And I just really. I mean, I it, it's just pointless. If you can transfer your metachlorian count to someone else, 
to heal them, then mm-hmm. like the whole you're not able to clone a Jedi, it just goes out the window. Because you can 100% clone a Jedi. Yeah, and that's what you, that's what Mandalorian tried to show, and it's it was a huge thing in um, *Heir to the Empire*. Those three books um, where they cloned Luke, cloned Palpatine. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on there that I'm surprised that they didn't bring in earlier. I think the Force healing stuff is pretty interesting, um, but I think they have to expand on it more and not just use it as like a way to survive a character. Um, but are we sure that Disney introduced it? Yeah, because uh, I I think Ray was the first one to do it. No, Yoda, baby, uh, Grogu was before before that. Grogu did it two an, two weeks before before Rise of Skywalker came out. Grogu used Force healing. Oh, you're um, right. You're right. Yeah, but just, and, yeah, so, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I definitely think so Force that, healing should be designated for only a few jedi yeah i don't think i don't think everyone should know how to do it like a force push i think it should be like the ability to turn in like to be one with the force only a few jedi knew how to do that you know yeah yeah um i mean there's a lot of force healing in the legends but yeah in canon there really wasn't much going off of it um so, yeah, I mean, they definitely introduced it. I mean, I think the way they introduced it was pretty good because of with the Mandalorian um, before Rise of Skywalker. And it kind of just like, I remember watching in theaters when Rey used it for the first time. I'm like, oh, Grogu just did that. Well, we didn't know Grogu at the time. We just called him Baby Yoda at that time. Um, we're like, oh, he just did that like a week ago in Mandalorian. Like, so I think that's, I think that's something that's kind of cool. I don't know if they'll use it. They'll still use it. Maybe we'll see Ahsoka use it in the show coming up. Probably not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, that is a good point, yeah. though, because I could 100% see Ahsoka being able to do that, though. Now that it is canon and they brought oh, yeah. it into canon, I think if anyone was able to yeah. do it, it would be Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like, she's... I... I don't know. I hope Rex doesn't die. I know that's kind of irrelevant right now, but... um. I really hope he doesn't die. But if he does, he gets injured. I hope Ahsoka's force heal on him. So he sticks around. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Rex? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to be old, yeah, though, because like, they because rapidly age. So he's got to be up there. He's going to be like 90-something. He's going to be high mid-90s. Wow. He's going to be early 90s. He's hanging and in there. More high 80s, but still, that's he's hanging in there. I don't know. So I hope that he... Is still around, hanging, but we'll see. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Ahsoka. I can't wait. Speaking of Rex, did uh, Commander Cody left the uh, Empire in Bad Batch, didn't he? I think so. That's what I thought. Yeah. I wonder what happened to him. I th- to be honest, I didn't. To be honest, to be honest, I didn't finish that. I was like four episodes away. I just kind of. I just. I need to finish it because I know what happens, but. It definitely wasn't yeah. the best Disney series, but, in my opinion. But I thought some of it was pretty good. I thought some of it was pretty good. Like the ending of season one was really good. Yeah, there were definitely you episodes know, that were like better than the Frank, other. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah. So we've talked a lot about like Disney side series. What would you say is your favorite one? You know, Mm -hmm. you got like the Mandalorian, you got Rebels, Tales of the Jedi. Like what, what is your go-to after a long day, you're laying down on the couch, turn on that TV. What do you turn it on? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Honestly. (laughs) Okay. Let's go first. Probably my favorite side. Um, and it's really just because I, I'm just I want to finish it. Is the Mandalorian right now? I really, really uh-huh. did not like Obi Wan, um, or Kenobi. Sorry. Really. I really did not like uh, Boba Fett at all. Oh, okay. Interesting. I just <laughs> Disney is so hit or miss with what they make in Star Wars, you know, and it, it's so frustrating because well, they you- can they can put out a good piece of art. And then, you know, their next yeah. work is just like, what is this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, with Kenobi, they should have had a higher budget, in my opinion. But when you think about it, we got a story with Leia and Obi-Wan. Like, that's really cool, you know? Yeah, but a lot of it didn't make A but, lot of it didn't make... There I know, was... it kind of didn't make a whole bunch. Like, they have, like, yeah. It didn't make a whole bunch of sense, and my biggest problem was the suspense factor wasn't there because you knew Obi Wan had to survive, yeah. you knew Leia had to survive. Well, well, that's what happens. That happens with every. That happens with everything, you know. That happens. What happened with the clone? That last season of the Clone Wars. That's what happened with um, some of the other stuff, like Tales of the Jedi and stuff like that. Like we knew a lot of these characters are still going to be fine. And that's just kind of what Star Wars has been doing. They've been trying to just like play catch up with a lot of their stuff and just explain characters. Like with Andor, we knew Cassian was going to be fine. We just didn't know how he got to the point where he was in Rogue One. That's what the story is about, trying, him trying to get there. But what Andor did compared to Obi-Wan, that Andor was still really able to create that suspense. And you're like, I have no idea how he's going to get out of this one. you know. And for Obi-Wan... For some of it, you didn't really know, but a lot of it, yeah, it was kind of just, you know. I think the storyline in Kenobi could have been way better. Granted, like, it may just because they didn't have the budget to do what they wanted to do. But they should have had a budget. They should have had a budget. For sure, for sure. It's freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi. They should have had a budget. Like, that's kind of ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I just I really so, think they swung and missed with that. Like they they had so much potential, and I mean the storyline just yeah. didn't. Yeah, the last yeah. scene was really cool, you know the last fight scene. Yeah, but it, I I've yeah. also never been a fan of Disney's choreography when it comes to the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, they kind of it just. I hope I don't. To be honest, don't get your hopes up for Ahsoka. I'm gonna be honest right now. Because it looks like they're using the that big the that big green screen thing that they use for a lot of the other shows. Um, the I, I keep forgetting what it's called. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think they gave a big enough budget for Ahsoka. So going into that show, I think we should not look focus on the quality. I think we need to focus on the story. Right. Because from the trailer, I don't think that budget's gonna be. It just doesn't look. The budget does not look there, at all. Like I don't see 
it being the highest quality of a show, but I think the story has to be there because Dave Filoni is heading the story as far as I know. I'm pretty sure he obviously probably wrote it because Ahsoka is like his character that he created. So I don't care about the budget. I'm just there for the story. That's all I care about. I wonder with this writer strike if Ahsoka is going to get delayed. Have they talked about that yet? Well, not Ahsoka's not going to get delayed. Why would that be delayed? That's already done. Oh, they're just the, the oh, thing okay. with the writer strike is all future shows. So, like anything that like most of the writer strike and the all that stuff that's gonna affect stuff coming post like December. Okay, maybe gotcha. well not December for the writing, yes, but for the actor stuff that's starting now. Like you don't the, the, because of the actor strike. You're not seeing anybody advertise for anything. You're not seeing actors going out and doing interviews. You're not seeing actors going out and doing anything because because of the actor strike, you can't do any of that. None, nothing is going to be advertised. Some stuff can be pre-recorded, like um, what one of the new DC movies that are coming out, like the Blue Beetle. Like they like, oh, this was pre-recorded, but like that's it. Like everything else, like you don't. See, we I haven't seen. You don't see one. Uh, interview with uh any of the ahsoka cast i think i saw maybe one maybe i don't even think it was an interview but like that's it like they're not advertising the show at all which is fine but like that's just how it is so that's 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 starting now the writing stuff is going to be all future stuff that's going to be coming out whereas everything's just going to be postponed could very well be a budgeting issue too i mean like you said they probably didn't receive the biggest budget so who's to say the marketing budget was very slim yeah, and that's fine. Like, obviously, it's not fine. Like, it's Disney, and they should be focusing on this. But I think the people behind the scenes are the ones that really matter. And they're like, okay, we got this budget. Let's see what we can do with it. So I think that I feel like they're really going to focus on the story more than anything. Yeah, I I, I think this I time so. around they have to change it. You know, because I think Kenobi they they tried to focus on the wrong thing, and the story lacked. So yeah. I really think they learned from their past yeah. mistakes, and I really hope they do. And I hope, you know, with the Ahsoka well, series, they yeah. they strive for just a better story. I would much rather follow and watch a better story than have the graphics in the background look amazing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, um, well, this story, this story has been in the making for a long time. Like, we didn't know how it was going to be. We thought it was going to be an animated show. But with the whole live action thing, they switched over and made it live action because this is a sequel to another show. Like this is a direct sequel. Like this is not something new. This is not like Kenobi. This is not like Andor. This is something new. This is something with characters that we knew before, and because this isn't something that people should really hate on because it's something that a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time, especially me because. Um, going back to our original question of what is your favorite side series, it's mine is Rebels. Like I know a lot of some a lot of people haven't watched it, and I know I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter recently talking about it and how people are like, "Dang, I've never watched a show. It's actually really good." And I think a lot of people, once they start watching Ahsoka, are going to realize like I need to watch I need to watch Rebels to understand what's happening because it is from Rebels. It's not from Mandalorian. It's not from. I mean, it might be some aspects from Mando. But a lot of this is going to be from directly from Rebels, and that's it. And that's why and I've been waiting for the show for so long. Rebels, to me, is 
one of the near perfect Star Wars shows because the way it presents its characters and the way it sets up its characters and how everything pays off in the end. There's so many of these episodes that you think are um, side episodes really do bring it into full circle later on in the series. And I think that's something that once people do a full watch on it or just do like a follow along guide, which is like, here are these arcs that if you want to watch, um, it's on, it's always on tw- Twitter. I can uh, post it somewhere. Um, but it's just a lot of these um, stories that make up the show really do impact like all of Star Wars. And I just think I love, I love it about that. So. Well said. I mean, Personally, I try to get into Rebels. Uh, I, I'm still, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still yeah. currently watching it. Uh, I haven't gotten bored of it just yet. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a very uh-huh. slow. I don't think you will show. Um, but well, when was the last time you watched an episode? Oh, I think I let. I'm still fairly early in in it. Yeah, you're still fairly early. Once you get past these, once you get to season two, you're you're vibing. So because that's when starts, that's when the effects of season one start to pick up. Everything is just planting seeds for the next thing, and then you kind of get the full story. Okay, it comes full circle. Everything comes full circle, and that's what I love about the show. Yeah, I mean, I I was aware that Ahsoka had a big presence in Rebels, so I'm glad that you said you know that Ahsoka is going to take kind of like ownership of Rebels and kind of go along with that storyline. So I mean, I am gonna have yeah. to finish it then before I watch Ahsoka because I think I need to in order to fully understand it and fully appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, because we get because I'm gonna tell you right now, Rebels ended on a cliffhanger, and it's been six, seven years, and we don't know what happened. Did and that's Filoni what Rebel, that's what Rebel that? Ahsoka is for. Yeah, okay. yeah, he created okay. that entire thing. Yeah, so Rebels left us on a cliffhanger pretty much, and we've been waiting. And this finally Ahsoka's here, and that's and that, that and this is we're gonna get that answer. So yeah, I'm excited. Very good. It's very exciting. I will say, and I, I think hope Ahsoka, they do it well. Again. Like yeah. kind of going back to earlier when we were talking about the excitement of you know a new like a new Star Wars movie coming out. I really do think that everyone. Yeah. Even if they hate what Disney has done with Star Wars, they love it. They don't care. I think everyone is excited for this series. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think everybody. Hope everybody can get on board and just watch it. And like they're releasing it, I think Wednesday morning, which sucks. I know they originally said Friday, I think, but I think Friday night would have been awesome if they did like a Friday night release at like seven o'clock. You know how cool that oh, would be. We would have. Like, why done a don't watch they do party. that? A watch party and stuff, and then it was at one a.m. On, on a Wednesday in the middle of the work week, and then by the time you get on Twitter at six a.m., seven a.m., then it's just spoiled for you, and it's just like, what is wrong with them? Why can't they just do something cool like what HBO does and launch their shows at like six, seven o'clock on a Sunday night, and then everybody's watching it at the same time? Like that is so cool, like HBO Max or what they used to do. Probably crash like with The Last of Us. Euphoria, no, a different crash. It was, it was just really, it was a really cool experience because everybody was tweeting about it. Everybody was watching it at the same time. Like, I just think, I just wish they they were to do something like that. Interesting, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Only I um, guess only time will tell. We just have to wait it out and yeah, hope for the best. Hope, yeah, you know, Disney turns around. 
this season, you know. Yeah. Because unfortunately, the do. fact of the matter is, is not... like, the budget's only going down, in my opinion. It is, and they said that it is because of the strike. It's going down, but they're not really making any other Star Wars stuff right now. It's mainly just like I know they're making Android season two, and that's being delayed, obviously. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, they have those movies that they announced, but that's not going to be a hot minute. It's going to be a while. So, Mando season four, but that's going to be a hot too. So, yeah. I mean, budget's going down, but I think if they can keep the stories up, I mean, bring the story up, then I think we'll be fine. You know, it's it's kind of ironic. You know, the writers are on strike, but I really do feel like when it comes to Star Wars, like, it's going to come down to the writing. Yeah, that's it. And the writing has never been amazing in Star Wars. It really, and I, you know, I'm glad you amazing. said it because I 100% agree. the The writing, the dialect, like it's never been good in Star Wars. Like people have to understand and take it yeah. for what it is. If you're if you're wanting to mm-hmm. watch, you know, Titanic on steroids, like don't watch Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like it's just not that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think it's just something that people have gained these high expectations for, for some of this stuff, especially from Disney. And I think we need to take our expectations back so then we can really just, like, enjoy it to its fullest. For sure, yeah. I I think we got spoiled. And, you know, with a couple really good... Like, in my opinion, the Clone Wars was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the Clone Wars finale. I mean, I can't believe in... I can't even believe they did yeah, that. Yeah, like, that was phenomenal. So I really I do think they spoiled that. us, and then we kind of took it for granted, and we just expected a lot more mm-hmm. than what we received. Yeah. And I mean, Mando season one and two were great. Like, that finale of That's season true. two was, like, that changed the That's internet. true, you're right. Like, that was wild. And they kept that under wraps. They kept Luke Skywalker under wraps. Nobody knew. There were so many leaks of all the characters during season two. So many. We knew. We pretty much knew everybody was coming, but nobody knew that Luke Skywalker was going to show up at the end. Nobody. Zero. That was the biggest plot twist ever, ever. Like since I am your father, during from Empire. Like biggest plot twist. Like nobody knew that, and it was just something that I think they need to try to recreate that again. That magic of like that shock and just like that enjoyment. Yeah, which is something that they struggled to do, just because, like you said earlier, everyone constantly knows who's gonna who's gonna have to survive because they're playing catch up. And I think this now is the time yeah. that they don't have to play catch up. Yeah, this yeah, Ahsoka is they don't have to play catch up because this is a new story. This is something new. That Mandalorian, I mean, kind of, kind they're still they're not really playing catch up. They're still trying to go into that new story and that story. Yeah, but Mando could die, but and it won't affect the other movie. Yeah, exactly. So, like the yeah. the the tense feeling that you get that Mando could die, or Bo- even Bo Katan. I mean, it's just like that yeah. is what makes the adrenaline spike. That's what makes it good, you know. Yeah, that's what's exciting. That's what I'm excited about. So, because we all these characters, every single one of these characters that are in this show, they could die. <laughs> Their fates are not their fates are not sealed because even though the ghost ship the, from the ghost ship was in the Rise of Skywalker, who knows who could have been driving? That could be anybody. That could be anybody driving the ghost ship. It could be uh, I was about to spoil Rebels, um, but yeah, it could be anybody. So it doesn't really matter 
like no fates are sealed. That's why I'm excited about Ahsoka because we're gonna see because nobody's safe. Nobody has like plot armor now. That's yeah. That, that, I mean, that's a good way to put it. Plot armor. Yeah, um, that's what I, I'm just excited about that. What was the worth of death so in Star Wars? What do you think? Like, worst who death? do you think they killed off like terribly? But didn't deserve it. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's a good one. That is really good. Mine is one hundred percent Han Solo. Really? The way they made him die, the way they killed him off was just—it was terrible. He mm-hmm. deserved, in my opinion, he deserved a hero's death. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what Harrison Ford wanted for Han Solo too, wasn't it? He wanted he wanted to die early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say the worst. I mean, this. this look, I'm gonna say the death that hurts me the most is fives. This one, I don't know if you know. Do you remember what how, how he died? Fives. Uh, Did you know who fives I don't. I, I know who fives. You know what? Like he was the one that they uh tried to expose the leak of like the chip, and then um they used him for. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty much a prisoner of war for a little bit, wasn't he? Well, well kind of. Because he's in Bad Batch, is he not? Like, no, that's that's Echo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Echo. Yeah, yeah. Ives was the guy who found out that Order 66 is a directive. And he's like... So he freaked out and nobody believed him. And he was on the run because, like, they were like, what's going on? And then he tried to talk to Anakin and stuff. And he was like, someone's controlling this. Someone owns the Republic. Someone, he knew everything. He knew everything. And then um, one of the higher-up clone legions uh, just shot him because he was just too crazy. And Anakin was pretty pissed off by it. But um, if Anakin would have just listened to Fives, it would have been all over. And that is why I'm so glad in Clone Wars season seven we get that comp- that we get that closure of fives when Ahsoka found out about the chip when after the clone after Order sixty six Order sixty Order sixty six has happened we get that closure of Ahsoka's like oh this is what fives was talking about because like Ahsoka wasn't there at that incident she had already left the order I think maybe not. But she's like, oh, this is what Anakin was told me about fives. Like he's he found out about this, and nobody listened to him. And I'm really glad that like um, they uh, they finished that 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 uh, story because that was probably that hurt me the most. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it really so. shows kind of just how corrupt everyone was at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. How corrupt! This is like the Jedi, the Republic, and everything. Just how blinded they became to everything. Yeah, and they just nobody just nobody knew. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So we've been talking a lot about canon, kind of going off script here. What's your favorite non-canon? Uh huh. Non-canon. Um. First off. And you might agree with me. Force, Force Unleashed, 100%, so good. Yeah. 
Um, one or two. But the, um, I loved one. I loved one too. Yeah. Of, because the story was so good, we didn't. I mean, the rebels. Nothing existed then. Because, um, so this was like the start of the Republic. What Galen Merrick did, um, he they brought everybody together and stuff. And I think that's so cool. But they can't bring they can't bring him into canon. They can't. I don't want them to. I do not want them to bring him into canon. They can't do. Why it. is that? Because they bring in the character. Because if they bring into the character and they're gonna if they're gonna cut lore from him like that's just not i don't want that because one of the big things is that galen merrick was originally Dator's apprentice and he ended up trying to help the republic well not the republic at the time just rebellions small alliances yeah not it wasn't even a rebellion it was just people that were like oh i don't like the empire and he, he got them all together and that's how he distrusted vader and he got more just stronger because of his anger. And he ended up trying to leave Vader and everything. And that's all part of his character. They can't just bring Galen Merrick into canon without having all of that. But if, they, if, they, if you have all of that, then they're gonna, it's going to retcon like Clone Wars, Rebels, you name it. It's going to retcon all of that. So that's why they can't do that. But that's definitely number one for me. I love... I love that. Well, and I think if they tried to make that canon, um, kind of like what you were saying, they'd have to retcon a lot of stuff. But also, they would have to nerf, you know, him as yeah. a character as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole like force grenade that he's able to do, and he just like disintegrates people. That could be a problem if like that was canon. Yeah. Like nobody would be able to defeat i mean like unless they're going to power up like ahsoka and stuff you have to bring calcasus into this stuff like that's the only way you know like to defeat this guy so right so i think for what it's worth being uncanon or not canon force unleash was a great game and an even better story yeah oh yeah oh my gosh yeah and even the second one i love the second one i think the controls and like the customization and everything is so much better than the first one. I like one. how like the force um, like using I'm... the force was more open in those games. Like you you could literally like, drag someone however you wanted them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, it's so good. So is that your favorite um, Star Wars game or do you think like Jedi Survivor? What what do you think is your favorite? Um favorite Favorite game. Um, let's see. Oh my! Battlefront was so fun. Yeah, but the first one though, but, the first one was better. Yeah, the first one was also very. good. First one came out in twenty fifteen, and it, I mean, it's it's it holds up. Um, uh, does it? The lobbies are still going. Actually, does it hold up? Some of them, but. I mean, when you compare it to Battlefront 2's gameplay, Battlefront Run seems like a. It's just not in my. It's just it didn't hold up, and I played the heck out of Battlefront yeah. 1, and it, it's just not. It's just not something that I can go back to. Like I bought when I first got a PlayStation, I bought Battlefront One, like the Ultimate Edition, 
and try to play it. I'm just like, this is like not fun because it's Battlefront 2. Like I have to be a hero and I have to go find like I have to go walk around the map to find a heal spot. Like that's just not fun. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Now. This is going to be controversial, but my favorite Star Wars game and I, I'm very biased because I just grew up on it. Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say complete that saga. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me your experience. I just, I grew up on it. You know, I, we had the Nintendo Switch, or Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I'm not that young. Uh, <laughs> we had the Nintendo Wii, believe it or not, for yeah. people listening. We, we grew up with the Wii. Well, when we were born, what Heck was yeah, the first PlayStation mine. that was out? Was it the two? Or was the fir- was it still one? It was probably the one. Man, we're getting old, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyways, you know, we had the Wii, and I just... <sighs> 1994, PS2. PS2. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Um, but we had the Wii, and I got it one Christmas, I believe. Uh, the Lego Lego Star Wars game. And... You know, it, there's just so many hours of gameplay in the complete saga. It's just you go through every episode. That it, I mean, you oh, just yeah. so much better than the Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I just like the complete saga. Like, I try. I, I didn't buy Skywalker saga, but I really I played some of it at my friend's house, and like, it just it was not the same. It was not the same vibe. The one that came out, the newest one, um, yeah, Skywalker Saga. Was it Skywalker Saga? Mm-hmm. I tried to play that and I, I quit very quick. I know, <laughs> I know. Me too. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just something that I wasn't the best fan of, and I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever get into it. I'm currently looking up what's the newest Lego Star Wars game. Oh, it is the Skywalker Saga. Man, they haven't came out with Skywalker one yet. Skywalker Saga, yeah. They didn't really do a DLC or anything, which kind of sucked. Because the game sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's, yeah, wow. Yeah, that game was no go. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'll. I mean, unless it goes on sale for like ten dollars, maybe. It's like actually pretty cheap right now. It's like thirty bucks, which for a video game in today's world, or like that's a lot. That's ooh. I good. just found the Wii Star Wars Complete Saga six ninety nine. Oh, that's I mean, pretty I'm good. I'm just gonna buy that to hang it Hours up on the wall. Six ninety nine. I know. I I still have my case. I think I need to find mine. Yeah. Speaking of that, what's your favorite Star Wars yeah, I know mobi- I memorabilia that you have? Um, my Star Wars Celebration 2019 badge and shirt. Okay, okay. Mine has to be. Yeah. There was a. Uh... Oh, that's the one I was talking about. Lego Star Wars Three: The Clone Wars. That's the last one that I played. Yes, that I loved. That's my favorite. I try. I don't know. That's my. That's such a good game. Is, I love that. Yeah, I that, that, that was game. a decent game. That was so good. I love like the battle sequences and stuff. 
Yeah, that was a decent game. What was I? What was I talking about? Um, you're talking about the. Um, I don't even know, man. We just got Jedi mind tricked. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, that was definitely a Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind trick fart, <laughs> brain fart, Jedi mind fart. Pretty much. So, kind of going back into canon. Uh, um, just yeah. we were talking non-canon. So, like, obviously, yeah. What's a lightsaber made of? You know, we both know kyber crystals. Yeah. Um. Now, of course, yeah. why are you know this? Why is there kyber crystal? Kyber kyber crystal red. Obviously, they had to bleed it. Yeah. Um, you know, they put all of their pain, anger, hatred, and they bleed mm-hmm. the crystal. Because yeah. of course, a a kyber crystal doesn't come red. You have to do that yourself. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. obviously every color, because every Kyber crystal crystal is pretty much made for someone, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, what would you say is your favorite Kyber color, and why? Yep. So yellow, and I was a big yellow fan way before Ray stole it. Um, huge yellow fan. I was always that was my lightsaber, like the toy lightsaber that I used to play, like play go outside and play with. I always had a yellow blade. That was my that was my lightsaber color. I don't know why, but it was just something a little bit unique and something that I always I always I always used. And in Fallen Order when I played, I did yellow. So spoiler kinda, but not really. Yeah, you know, the yellow was I was also a big fan of the yellow and especially what it represents. Yeah. You know, it just means you're you're a force user. You know, you don't yep. you're not you're not corrupted to one side of the force. You know, you're you have an open mind to the force as a whole. Which I, I, I do think the green kind of represents that too. Um but my I think my favorite and it just it just became my favorite. It's gotta be the dark saber, solely for the fact that I love the way it sounds when it's ignited. I 100% agree because when they brought the dark saber into Mando, I was oh my gosh, I was so excited. It is just like, it's a cool a concept of too of like you have to know how oh, yeah. to use it in order to fight with it effectively. That that's just a cool concept because I oh, yeah. I really do think that in the new Disney movies, they make it seem like you can just pick up a lightsaber and use it. Well, you need a lot of training in order to use the lightsaber effectively, and I think the dark saber kind of shows that. Yeah, and I think when we see uh, Dinjarin use the dark saber, you really see um, just the struggle it is. And for someone who's never really wields a blade like that, um, I think it's really cool. And I think you see the Darksaber usage in other media, like Rebels, heavily in Rebels, and then in uh, the Clone Wars too. Like you just see the different people wielding it and how they how they wield it, how it's different, and how it is a struggle, even if you have the Force or not. There's some Force users who use it, and a lot of Force users who don't. So, 
you know, it's cool that you say that because I'm just going to leave it here. But episode two, I think we should talk about, do we think anyone in the Mandalorian is going to have the force? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think we'll let everyone kind of vote on that. We'll think if you know in wait in the Mandalorian. Wait, wait, can you cl- can you clear up that question for people? Do you, in the Mandalorian is someone in the Mandalorian gonna have? The, is someone? Do you think is someone Jaren in, is gonna is gonna be a little force sensitive? Oh, I don't know. He already has a buddy who does all that for him. I have what you let's let's clear. Let's change it. Let's change the question to. Is the next Mandalorian leader going to be a Force user? Okay. And we'll go into that next next time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because the first Mandal, the first lead, the first leader of Mandalore, well, one of the first leaders of Mandalore was a Jedi. So that's why, like, I think if we're gonna, are we going to do full circle here or something? I think that's a really good question that we can think about that we can start on in our next episode where we're going to just dive into that more. Um, I think that could be a really good uh, topic and discussion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let, let's let's do that question. Episode two, we're gonna dive more in depth in the Mandalorian, kind of start from season one and go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we'll take some uh, we'll take some time and think about that. Yes, I think about. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a great time talking. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Luke. And this has and been Jabba. We got. Oh, yeah. And as always, may the force be with you.